to the old dirty time capsule. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed and you'd like to see our beautiful faces, check us out on YouTube. Um, if you enjoyed the conversation and just want to be a part of it or want to help us create more conversations like this one, don't forget to leave a comment, a like, a follow, and just share it with your homies. So I know I, I had the privilege of being able to um, watch the documentary before we got to see it collectively. Um, and I think one of my biggest takeaways was just how much of a collaborative effort the whole project was from the actual creation of the documentary to the actual like photo shoot and all the things involved. I remember already mentioning how Mad was was teaching her about some of the camera stuff. I remember how Arlene was talking about how um, supported she felt by Adonis and, and um, you know, his assistance as a makeup artist and all that whatnot. So I guess my question for y'all is, do y'all have any particular moments or stories or highlights from this process um, that y'all just found very positive in regards to the team effort? What wants to take a mic out my hand with those lines? Yeah, I mean, I could probably start by saying that um, the creation of this whole lot of documentary happened. I will tell you straight up, I woke up one morning. Um, this was probably like, probably like a week after we, no, a week before we met um, for it, I think, for Bailando. Uh, so it was, it was, it was probably a couple weeks out, like before. We had a meeting for Bailando, the film that we were working on. Um, as you see, we had a trailer up there for it. Um, so I had a meeting with Arlene about doing this film, and it was going to be Arlene's first time on screen acting. And I like to practice before I do something big. And um, I remember waking up one morning, and one of the questions came up in my head, and I was like, how do I, like, what's a good way to prep Arlene to do this a film of, like, this caliber with Bailando? And um, I thought, why don't I do a documentary in the whole world that she's familiar with? And that was modeling. Um, she had done a lot of modeling shoots, but I feel like no one has done like BTS career shoots. And um, I came up with the idea of shooting a whole, um, basically a whole shoot from beginning to end. We had three, uh, three cameras rolling the whole shoot. And um, yeah, I thought it was good to just have Arlene get comfortable with cameras rolling constantly. And that was kind of like the first thing that came to it. And then it came to talking to Ari about who would create and direct the whole shoot. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm, I barely know too much about clothes. I hire Ari for all my films, like previous before from Bailando. Ari did um, June 22nd and she did all the outfits for that film. I, I don't know jack shit about clothes, I'm telling you right now. Um, I had friends help me put this outfit on today. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful that I have people that can make me beautiful. And I appreciate you guys for that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the documentary, that's how it started. It was pretty much prepped for Bailando. And I'm really grateful that I was able to do something like at that caliber um, to be able to bring all these amazing people together. And it was really cool just having all those meetings and just prepping all that. But um, that was probably like, to answer your question, just putting that group together. 
I always just love feeling like, you know, putting people together and just seeing what happens and even documenting it. Like, that's sick. You guys saw that. That was our first shoot together, a lot of people's first shoot together. And that was the camera just constantly rolling, seeing everything on screen that way. But yeah, that was probably my favorite memory through it all. Just putting it together, seeing it all happen. Would not have guessed that that was the first time a lot of people working with I felt a lot of chemistry coming across from, from that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, I didn't even know Michael was plotting that. <laughs> no, he told me after. Um, he told me after. So he was like, yeah, he wanted me to do that so that I get comfortable for my mother. But I didn't know that. So yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Because it definitely helped. Um, I definitely, it was it was different for me having all those cameras, like recording and also taking pictures of me. And no, I learned so much. I'm so grateful for the team. Um, yeah, it was, that was like the most positive thing that came out of it. Definitely the team, the people that I got to talk to and get comfortable with and just like get a little sneak peek of what it is to be on set all day basically. So, yeah. okay. Okay. Um, for me, the biggest highlight was being able to direct the photo shoot. Um, I've always been on set as like a stylist, um, BTS photography, um, I don't know, random stuff that I probably have no business doing. But um, for me, the biggest highlight was being able to work with so many talented people on set. We had a lot of people on set. We had um, BTS, we had Mavs, we had um, extra stylists, we had Kiki literally crocheting the pieces as we were shooting them. Um, I had you know a lot of special friends with me that day. And for me, I was very thankful for the fact that it went so smoothly because it was pretty intimidating. Um, shooting and then having that filmed and then trying to be candid but then also look good at the same time and that was my first time shooting so it's like all of that being captured was exactly how you guys see it portrayed it was very smooth there was a lot of chemistry i was very thankful to work with um arlene and so many other people that i never worked before like with like kiki and um and yeah, I was really thankful for the fact that I was able to focus on um, directing because honestly, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to do more shoots where I'm the stylist and the um, director. And yeah, for me, that was personally the most um, positive part. Okay. What are your thoughts? Well, can we give a round of applause? Um, well, I wasn't a part of the whole process of the documentary, but I would say as a creative, as a film director, as a stylist, planner, a lot goes into the whole entire process. And this, I, this documentary was the perfect way of showcasing that we can teamwork, working together, how we visions come to life, um, and just everything all in all. As within my projects, um, 
I feel like you definitely need a team. If you don't have a team, that means you need to go what? I would say. So yeah. As the famous saying goes, teamwork make the dream work. You know what I mean? Um, okay. One thing that I, I really admire and one thing that I really appreciate is sort of the, um, how do I phrase this? Is the independence going on right now here in Lawrence and in just the general area when it comes to the creative scene? I think for a very long time, um, at least when I heard this coming up when I was a SoundCloud guy, right? We gotta go to New York, we gotta go to LA. But it's like now we have the tools to just do it right here at home. You know what I'm saying? And my question for y'all is, you know, do y'all feel empowered by social media or what do you feel empowers you to almost create your own pathways and not necessarily follow the traditional narratives um, when it comes to, to creating our creative success. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I could probably say that social media, the cool part about social media is that we're able to like do things like this independently. Um, I know for the most part, like probably before social media, it was probably a lot of like word of mouth, just having to talk to people, putting up flyers, and you know, just going to areas and talking. Um, and you know, if you didn't have that like accessibility that we have now, you'd probably have to find a distributor, like having to find somebody to put your film on the screen. And you know, that that's a lot of money. Um, I know, I know right now the independent thing for film is huge now. I mean, um, I can go, I talked to Daniel about this recently, um, how. Uh, the whole concert film thing happening in the theaters. How um, a lot of artists now they're not going to the um, they're not going to studios to distribute their movies and films. They're going directly to the film companies and telling them, "Hey, I have this concert film and I want to show you that film in your theaters." And they'll pay that out of pocket from all that concert revenue, which is pretty pretty cool. And um, I really like the idea that you can do things independently. Um, you know, and at some point it's gonna catch on. Someone's gonna come and find you. And that's a cool thing about social media too. Like you can post as much as you want. Someone's watching, like you can get 10 views, but you know, those 10 views, they can lead to more views. And um, I think it's pretty cool that like, even if you don't get thousands of views, you're still getting views and you never know who's watching. Like, I swear there's probably like a bunch of people with like, um, what are those called? The, uh, the burner accounts. Yeah, yeah. People have burner accounts just like watching them. So like, you never know who's watching you and they're probably like fans, but they probably don't say anything. But like, it, it's a really cool experience with social media that, um, personally for me, I love it because I get to create an audience with it and I just want to keep making films for like the rest of my life. And, um, you know, but sometimes I like taking my breaks. Yeah. So like I'm not I mean I'm not gonna lie, like if I had the money I would hire a social media person. But for now, like it's pretty cool just talking to people on there. And um yeah, I have a ball on like just you know, independently and such. Yeah. I 
yeah, I feel like social media is definitely a great place to show your work and have other people see it. But I also think that you don't have to go to New York. You can do it right here in Lawrence with your community and build your ground, build a foundation here with your people. Um, and we get to showcase that on social media, which is like such a blessing. You know, we didn't have that before, but now we do. And we have that tool and I'm grateful for it. But I feel like I find, I find it so much better when I get to do it here in my community and make connections in person and build my portfolio in person and get to know people in person is so much better. Um, because at the end of the day, social media is just, you know, this place where you just surface level. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they don't really get to see this. Like, I'm so grateful for everybody that came out. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm just grateful. For it. <laughs> Um, personally, I see the desire to want to travel to these bigger cities and, um, you know, meet more people and opportunities. Um, personally, I'm not huge on social media just because I think I'm not experienced in it, but I do see the value in it. And uh, for me, Michael's the biggest example because I've been with uh, working with Michael since the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. And Michael has grown so much. And for me, that's really inspiring because he's never been one to care about how many views um, he gets. He just does everything in his willpower to put his art out there. And um, I really commend him for that um, because sometimes when you do move to cities that, like New York, um, you're looking for a lot of validation from people. Um, and you know, even on social media as well, because it's known to be more surface level uh, way of projecting yourself and art. Um, but I think that there's no right or wrong way. I think it really depends on who you are as a person and what it is that you're trying to put out there and more so the people that you're trying to engage with your art. Um, there's an audience for, there's a different art audience for everyone. And, um, yeah. That was amazing. I feel like what you all said. Um, I feel like social media is definitely interesting and powerful. Um, just bringing community together, whether it's in person or online, um, broadcasting your projects, podcasts, um, ideas and thoughts. Uh, if you are utilizing social media, as we all are almost, um, as a platform to showcase what you do, it can be very difficult because within that, you have to bring your own flavor to your intentionality when it comes to that because there's a lot of comparison, there's a lot of you know, doubt because you're 
and I'm, I'm going to offer and I've been on YouTube for so long and it's like it's like Ugh. I need the views, I need that validation, but at the same time it's like no you don't. You're creating out of your heart and that's all that matters. People are going to come regardless. If you're not like within anything, within anything you do, people are going to come, you are going to attract the right kind of people that are appreciating your work. So you just have to think about it as if it's a game. Just trying to get some friends, <laughs> you know, figure out who you are that you want to portray to the world, and just have fun. That's it. One more thing I would really like to say about the social media thing. I mean, communication. Yeah. Like, I mean, most of us met in this room because of social media, and that was pretty cool. Like, that's probably one of my favorite things about social media, just just talking to people and just meeting people, and then you get to meet them in real life, and it's like, it's fucking cool. You know that? Yeah. I got, I got two notes for that. I really love all your responses. I will first, because you kind of spoke last. Games, I love games. Um, there's, there's, there's these things called open games and there's these things called closed games. Um, closed games is something like basketball. It ends after 48 minutes. Open games are basically infinite games. They can go on forever. You know what I'm saying? Social media, life, that shit kind of, it doesn't ever stop. You know what I'm saying? So there's almost and you almost need the attitude Michael has. You just go in when you when you want to go in, you, you clock out when you want to clock out, because the game is always going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And again, commend Michael, and I think it's an attitude I, I'm learning and adopting. Something I, I speak a lot with Adriana about, you know, there you are, peace God, she's God. Um, it's sort of like, yo, you want to have a thousand people who, who kind of love you and they kind of just show big love, but you want a solid hundred people who just fuck with you. And they go going to you, you know what I'm saying? And I think, yo, a lot of times it's about having those people who really, really fuck with you. More so than having those people who, you can have a lot of them, but it's very superficial. You know what I'm saying? So, just that note there. Something um, Arlene said, I think it was near the end of the documentary. Um, you go to show, you go to photo shoots, and your emotions, um, your emotions show through, through the photography. And sometimes you have those really hard days. You have those those days you want to get out of bed. You have those days you want to call a photographer like, yeah, nah, we got to reschedule. This shit happens. You know what I'm saying? You know how do y'all deal with those harder days? How do y'all maybe go about avoiding them, or how do you just confront them head on? You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, yeah, you. you <laughs> I'm gonna pass to you real quick. Cause you, you look, you got that. Um, um, it gets hard. <laughs> it all goes back to the person. I feel like the main emotion um, comes to that and also just overthinking and not trusting the process or anything of that sort. Um, I'm pretty sure we all felt that way where we experience negative emotions about not reaching to where we want to be um, in our own perfect way. But you have to understand that it's a journey, not a race. So, 
everything will happen in its perfect time. You just have to trust. Um, whether it's going to go your way or not, because creating these films, uh, there was so much that had happened, so much, so many people that passed out. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy good. <laughs> because it teaches you a lot. But um, yeah, you just have to constantly remind yourself that I'm just experiencing, we're just experiencing, like, we're experiencing the process. And we're just figuring out who we are and what to do. So when you come with me that mindset, just it's okay, I'm exactly where I need to be, I don't need to be X, Y, and Z, things happen for a reason. Um, when you carry that mindset and remind yourself, then I feel like the process will get easier. You just get better. I'm curious to know what you do when you feel um, not as confident going in on set because um, at first when you asked the question I was thinking hmm, this is a question for Arlene but um, after hearing Jasmine um, you know I'm like oh this kind of pertains to um, me as well but first thing I, I want to know about <laughs> it's when you're in front of the camera um, I would definitely say that at least going into it I listen to my gut feeling. Like, if I know that I'm not supposed to be in that room, I won't even schedule the poetry. That's one. <laughs> um, I've, I've gone to a point that I value the people that I work with, so I want to work with the right people and the people that want to work with me. So I start off with that. So, yeah. And then if I am going into a photo shoot and I don't feel my best, I mean, I feel like. I've practiced a lot of things that help me in the morning to get ready for set or just preparing the night before or just doing a little bit more research on who I'm working with, um, anything like that, or just a tough day. I just gotta be confident. I gotta be confident anyways. And like I said, if I don't feel that confident, I'm not gonna go on set. You know, I will reschedule. I don't do that often, but if I have to, it's because I'm not ready, you know? And when I'm ready, I'm ready to go on set. And I know that that energy will carry on for everyone on set. And that's the most important thing because as the model, you are the muse. So, if you are not there 100%, then why are you there? <laughs> like, literally, why are you there? Because the photographer is not going to be able to connect with you, and then everybody else is not going to be able to connect with you, and then you're just going to have this weird energy on you, and I feel like you shouldn't project or put yourself in a room when you feel that way. So just listen to your gut feeling. I'm, my intuition is my best friend. And whatever I feel, that little feeling in my stomach that I don't want to be there or it feels weird, I don't know. I'm still here. Yeah, I wanted to add that um, I I am rarely, rarely, rarely behind the camera. Maybe my boyfriend tries to take pictures of me sometimes and he kind of forces me to. But I think it was interesting um, that. Um, it pertains the same if you ever find yourself in a position where you're directing or a creative director um, because it takes me back to when I was doing the fitting with Arlene. Honestly, those first two looks did not go anywhere near as planned. 
Like I ordered a lot of stuff that either didn't come in or broke during the fitting. Um, and you know, I was feeling, I wasn't feeling confident and I was um, really nervous because um, that was my first time, I think, meeting Arlene too. Like we just did a fitting and I wanted to be really professional and make her feel comfortable. Um, so that, like she said, we could buy and and um, the shoe could go smoothly and look the best that it could. Um, and for me personally, um, what motivate, motivated me to get through that was Michael T and remembering how I've done short films with him. And when you're shooting a short film or a music video, in my opinion, there's way more um, time and places for things to go wrong. And I've seen the craziest things go wrong and Michael is unfazed. He comes up with solutions on the spot. And honestly, it sounds corny, but I don't think I've talked about this in detail with you, but I like, I really do be thinking about what would Michael T do? Like, really? <laughs> and when, you know, things were not fitting her correctly um, and things didn't come in, I just thought about how grateful I am to be able to work with um, Michael and have the most beautiful model to work with and um, my boyfriend and Matt shooting and a lot of my friends on set and Kiki. Um, that was my first time working with her and I was so excited because a lot of this started off as a group chat and a mood board and between me and her working together and um, that motivated me to get through that. So if you ever find yourself, I, a little anecdote, I guess. If you ever find yourself feeling unmotivated, because I know that there's a lot of people in here that do um, a lot of photo shoots and um, their models maybe um, and singers, is to just remind yourself of the people that you're with. And like Arlene said, you're meant to be with these people and it's meant to happen and you just gotta push through it. Um, to add on to that, um, just thinking about hard days, uh, I mean, I could just simply say making films is hard as fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, you guys have seen the amount of problems I've done. Like, um, I know for June 22nd, we had, what was it? It was like a 20 page script and we had three days to shoot it. And it was the hottest weekend of the summer. Yes. And I will never forget the amount of like, Heat's always been a problem with me. Like, uh, like temperature when I shoot stuff in the heat. We did bilateral on the second day when we were shooting here. I was I was ready to just fall, and I just kept going. I don't know how many things we did with grass dancing, but I I was losing it. Like a lot of people were just talking, and like I hit the roof. I was like crazy. Um, yeah, I think. Um, to go back and piggyback on the hard days and just solutions. I, I remember just like doing a lot of research and um, I watch other filmmakers and how they deal with problems on the fly and think about it, they're dealing with billions of dollars on the line. And um, I would hear stories about how they take five and walk around the set, go out for a nice walk, come back with a solution. And I've read books where like, there's some books where I've read and they mentioned that, you know, being the director, there's no, I think maybe 
or wars, like just none of that. And you've seen it because yeah. you've been on big sets. Yeah. He's been on big sets. You either say you either have to say yes or no, like right then and there, because you have like a whole crew of like probably hundreds of people, maybe even fifty people, and they're all depending on what you're gonna say. And if you leave them with an I don't know, they're not gonna feel confident. Not not just in like you, but I mean I've seen it a bunch of times. Director will fuck up and you hear the whole crew talking shit about you. That's the last thing you want. Um, and I just like having everyone feel good when they're on set too. Um, I don't like having hard like having hard days. If it happens, it's a hard day for everybody. I don't want one person having an easy day and then everyone else and then like somebody's just dealing with a hard day. Like I like everything feeling kind of mutual. Um, that's how I deal with it and. Always having plan A, plan B, plan C, just playing in my head before I walk in there. One of one of my favorite expressions is that sometimes you have to build a plane while you're flying. Um, there's a lot of troubleshooting and just to add to that, because I love one reaction. Y'all y'all just reminded me of the day I used to work at the restaurant, shout out to Tayhead. My God, those hard ass days, yo, and you just gotta think about the fact that eventually it will be over and you could go home. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta get through it. Like Michael said, you gotta make those tough decisions. Relinquish, um, you know, expectations of the outcomes and just get through the process. Um, I'm gonna skip one of the questions I sent you Actually, you know what, Armin? Mean, this is very specific to you. And what what did inspire the vision um, for the for the photo shoot? Because it was it was like you said, very eclectic in the film. There was there was a lot of times I was getting. Um, you know, multicultural vibe, we're pulling in stuff from like Japan, like shoes and whatnot, as well as, you know, there was something also very nostalgic about some of the pieces and whatnot. And I wonder if you could just talk about the inspiration or the vision for that in the music. Um, like I said, some things didn't go as planned. Um, so I feel like, um, just FYI, just, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, some things didn't go as planned, and I feel like seeing it now, I could have executed it differently. Um, but if you were able to, if I did portray the inspiration through um, the looks, one of the things that was inspiring to me about 90s fashion is making runway wearable, and I feel like that's going on a lot right now. Um, a lot of designers from the 90s that are still designing and very popular right now are making runway um, available and ready to wear um, for every day and a lot of the looks um, were inspired by the use of different textures and colors um, and I like using like contrasting um, not even just like visuals just like ideas the thought of having a blazer over the um, crochet pieces, it just makes it a different um, look completely. Um, for me, fashion is not really something I can put into words. It's just something that makes me feel a type of way. And I struggled with that, like coming to terms with that, because a lot of times people ask me why I do things the way I do, and I really don't have an answer for it. Um, it's just about how the way it makes me feel. Um, music is a big um, part in that. And um, I think 
a lot of the books that um, I had were also inspired by some artists that I listened to. Like I mentioned the second look, it reminded me of Solange because I just love whoever's um, styling Solange. Shout out to you. And I think she styles herself a lot too. Um, but there was a lot of multicultural pieces um, that I was inspired by. And in the future, or in present time, I want to do a better job portraying that. Um, but I wanted Arlene to have her hair really big because honestly, I think it's one of her best features. Initially, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a 90s inspired um, thing. We're going to have to do like a, a blowout, a Brazilian blowout or something like that. And I was like, you know what? No, because I'm, I'm like integrating all these cultures and then I'm taking away, um, you know, by doing certain things. So a lot of the choices that I made um, were definitely inspired by um, like, I, I guess Latinx culture, um, maybe some Japanese culture as well. Um, like, yeah. Okay, honestly, this is just my natural hair. No, no, this is my natural hair. This but no, 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 no. My mom is a hairstylist, so oh my god, if she would, she would be so happy if she was here. But she cuts my hair, so she keeps my hair healthy. And then, honestly, just like hair products, gel, even honestly, I don't, I don't even know what to say. But yes, um, I did want to add something to the I'll put it on Instagram. You guys can go check it out. Um, but for the clothing, I'm so grateful that we had a fitting because we had like a couple outfits that I put on, and I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't really tell Ari, but like, I really wasn't fucking with it. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't like it. But then at the end, we picked the outfits that were perfect. I don't know, I feel like they ended up being perfect. And she said that she could have done things differently, but I feel like she did a great job. I felt super confident. The blazer on top, that was. So good. The necklace, the leggings, the shoes, even though they were so uncomfortable, but like I still had so much fun with them. It was, thank you. This, that's the first time I ever got styled that way, and I'm so grateful for it because I, I had so much fun and I felt so confident in the way. So, you did that. <laughs> also, shout out to our functional clothing, things you could wear. Like, that's so important. Um, Anyways, let me not go into the attire here. Um, I think we often see art and creativity as something very abstract and distant, especially for folks who may not, who are onlookers but not necessarily participants um, in the creative process. What are things about you know this particular process or just the creative process in general that y'all apply to your regular negative acts? Like, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, my my schedule is kind of chaotic. Do you like have regular? I try, like I I try to keep it consistent. Um, I try to use those like apps where you can just schedule your day. Um, sometimes I just schedule my day, and sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't think I need to. And then I it really it's really chaotic. I think like just my whole process, but I'm really glad with like. I mean, everyday life, I guess, um, just scheduling, really, I'm, I'm really cool at that, I think. Oh, man, but it is key, yo. But it is very chaotic at the same time, I guess. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, just applying that and problem solving. I learned so much on set that I just adapted in real life. And like, like I said, like learning how to say yes or no for something, that's something I learned quickly on films. And if I too, if it wasn't for those films too, and just getting to know different stories and hearing people's stories, like, I just adapt that to everyday life, really. It, no is also a fair answer. Um, as for me, I would say uh, being organized is huge. Uh, I do have like a daily planner, like a weekly planner thing that I I write things down because I feel like it's better that way for me. It works for me. Um, I try to go digital, but it, it doesn't work. I, I'm like more like I like to write things down, and then yeah, my week kind of just fills in, and I add on things that work for me, and yeah, daily yeah. planner, be organized. <laughs> Something personally that um, I took from the experience that affects me every day is kind of like what I already touched based on is even when you're not feeling confident about something, at the end of the day, what's going to happen is going to happen. And at the end of the day, kind of like what Daniel said, you're going to go home and you're going to reflect on it. And um, personally, um, I think that I did a good job of, I was really excited on set, but I was also really nervous because everything was being filmed. It was already my first time um, shooting. Um, like ever as a director and it was my first time fitting with a model and experiencing that um, I use it kind of like as a benchmark for myself now thinking of all the future projects I want to do and people that have uh, been asking me to you know work on stuff with them sometimes it's easy to think back and get nervous and be like oh you know I don't want this or that to happen again, but it's all a learning process. And that's what I just keep reminding myself is that if I never um, did it once, then I would have never done it. So um, yeah, I'm really thankful for um, this shoot because I have been using it as motivation to do a lot more with myself. I agree with you totally. I'm definitely being open to change and just being open to when things don't go your way but it turns out really better because when you're planning something out and it doesn't really go your way during the process but seeing the aftermath you're like oh wow like i see why things have to happen uh for me personally <laughs> um so as a film director I, I, what I've learned and what I carried on through my everyday life is just creating stories day by day within my regular life. So if I'm somewhere where I really don't want to be, like I used to be a servant. I hated servants so much. But I would pretend to be like, hey, okay, I am just this random girl. Like I create a name and I have this other life. But right now I'm just here trying to get my money. And then I go live my other life somewhere that nobody knows about in this work job. So it's like, it's like I can't imagine. And then Victoria, which is my alter ego, I like to create because we can go through, uh, what is it called? Uh, things here. Like when you feel like you don't belong. 
era and posture syndrome. And I feel like it's so important to think about, okay, if this body right now does not feel in position for it, how would a person that is in position for it, how would they be, how would they act? And just turn into that person for that time period. Um, so, yeah, life is more fun when you do that. <laughs> Tools is like proven by neuroscience. Our brains are programmed to think in stories. You know what I'm saying? And to collect memories and stories. And there's something very profound about, I think, what you just said. That, that's like, I, that's crazy. I, I gotta sit on that one. And then I think I already got the quote of the day, though. Um, if, you, if you don't do it once, then you'll never do it at all. And I think. A lot of times we just got to do it once and then we never stop doing it because I mean, we just keep going, you know, and I think on the topic of, of going, you know, what, what do y'all want to do next and what do y'all feel y'all need to learn to, to get to that next step, you know what I'm saying, to that next milestone? Man, I got a lot of fun for that finish. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a lot of films I gotta get finished. I think time management, patience, those two things I gotta learn. Um, and honestly, like probably after these next couple short films get finished, I wanna start working on a feature, and that's gonna be a huge, um, like a huge task. And I wanna be prepared for that. So I think that's what I can say, probably time management and patience. Love that. Um... I would definitely, for me, I feel like I need to like set a plan um, and like write it down and really execute that and be committed to that and not slack. Because if I don't do what I want to do, I'm failing myself. You know, at the end of the day, it's not about everybody else; it's about me. So if I tell myself I want to do something this day and I don't do it, I feel like I'm failing me. So. I mean, like, I know we all have days, but I think that's my next goal to set a plan and just go into it, go into it confidently and do it every day. Um, and then for modeling, I feel like I want to do so much with it and that will be part of the plan, obviously. But I, there's so many other things that I want to tap into, which I already have, acting, uh, teaching, and there's a lot, there's a lot I want to do, and it can be overwhelming, but if you set a plan, at least for one month, I feel like you can start making, you know, progress slowly and not overwhelm yourself with, like, okay, in a year I'm going to be, whatever, you know, signed, working in New York, or I'm going to move to New York, something like that. But yeah, just set up a plan and executing that and stay committed to that, just for me, for myself. Um, something that I want to, um, wait, what was, what was the question? It was, it was, I get the vibe of what we're answering, but I want to know the effect. It's been a little while since we even said the question yet. What do you want to do next? What do you feel like you need to learn to do it? Okay. Um, personally, I'm my biggest critic and the biggest critic. It's just all that happens to be me. 
And um, I want to do a lot more photo shoots. Um, I think it's really fun, and I'm really excited to um, do a few projects that I have in mind that I don't necessarily want to mention because we will see when it happens. Um, but um, I want to start taking myself more seriously in the art world um, because I know that I'm really talented and my lovely friends will remind me of this all the time. Um, but I think that um, I use a lot of what I've done with other people on their projects as motivation to do for myself. Um, because I realize that sometimes I put a little more effort um, when it's someone else's um, piece um, because I see how motivated they are and I want to help them execute it. And I need to do the same for me. So personally, that's something that I'm working on um, because I deserve it. And that's all. <laughs> um, for me, my plan is how, what I need to do to get there. Um, so for Galvano, and if you don't know, Galvano means the fashion gallery French. And the reason why I created it was to change the perspective of uh, just the fashion world and how we view it. So I create fashion films and I have a magazine also. So making my next issue, I'm going to do that. Um, I need to do other analytical technical things <laughs> um, and just a lot for the community. I see Belgium as more of a teaching platform, an entertainment platform um, for like children to young adults to adults and just creating an experience that's never been experienced before. And what I need to do for that is definitely more confidence and procrastination. <laughs> I procrastinate a lot. I like have everything I know what I need to do. I have everything planned out, but because of the imposter syndrome, that experience I'm like, dang, procrastinate. Um so just reminding myself that, you know, we have time for the job. Time is so precious. Yeah, yeah, it's so precious. And it's like people are waiting for me, people are waiting for you, so it's like Stop training with what you have because it's important to you, so it always helps you grow. Yeah. And this goes for the same as well. Tyler, there's questions. That's just fast. I guess on that note, we're gonna. Loki, we were all waiting. We still got some time. I thought we was over. Alright, yo, anybody on the, on the floor got some fucking crap? My boy, go pick. Yeah. Let's go. Where you at? It's not really a question, it's copies. Oh, no, yeah. Where's the affirmation on the song? You know what I'm saying? Michael, great job on the song. You're laughing on the song. Arlene, just only the first words. I saw your confidence. I saw your will to keep working and working. And to keep evolving, that should be the influence for everyone else. All the young girls, all the women in their age, black people, love 
It should be looking at you right now. Because I obviously want to know. And yeah, you see, you see, you see, you see, you see, you Arm, great job, Stalin, and directing and producing. Great job. I cannot wait to see what else you produce. I'm watching you as well. Jasmine, you know, you keep doing this shit. We love it. Keep, keep doing you. Um, and you're also a major influence of the as well. So, much love, much love. What's up, what's that my body right there? Yeah, I'm the geek. Okay, so I just wanted to say a big thank you to Ari and Michael and everyone on the team um, for allowing me to be part of this special project. It came out really nice because I just got the pictures like a month ago and I did not know what to expect, but it came out so good. So thank you so much and I'm so proud of you guys. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this next. Hey guys, um, my name is Aura. I'm actually from Providence, Rhode Island. This is my first time being in Lawrence. Um, but I feel like anytime I'm a mass, whether it's Boston here, um, I'm always so just in love with what the community has going on. I feel like y'all really know how to hold each other. Um, and y'all are doing amazing stuff. This film was awesome. So shout out to y'all. Um, I do have a question, and I was curious, um, how is it that y'all are able to get big projects done, assuming that it's, um, it's not being funded by anything big, and it's just not the strength of your relationships, but um, I'd love to hear how y'all are able to organize that and how, you know, what are, you guys are offering each other in order to get shit done. That was, that was a fantastic question. I'm always asking myself that every day. I ask myself the same question because sometimes I'm like, how how did this happen? Like for this shoot, this was my first shoot. Um, like directing myself, like I mentioned a million times already. Um, but I've been on so many other shoots with my friends being the director, and um, I think that we something about Lawrence that people that are not from here should know is that we're a really tight-knit community because I think that we undergo a lot of, um, there's always a lot of people watching um, for some reason. I think uh, the fact that, um, I'm just saying we gotta like that. Like we're so cool, I think Lawrence is so cool and we wanna see each other go. there are so many resources in Lawrence, and I think that one of the most, most important things is that I've never met someone who um, would want to gatekeep a resource um, or try to one-up each other, if you will. I, I don't have a better way of saying it, I'm sorry. But I feel like in this community, we genuinely want to see each other grow because we want Lawrence to be put on the map, and we want... Um, the spotlight to continue to be on um, the art that comes out of Lawrence. And I've worked with Michael a lot. Um, it was my first time working with Arlene, but a lot of my friends personally um, are 
extremely talented people and we're always pushing each other and I've never seen them to not want to branch out and meet more people and invite them into our city um, to do more projects. And honestly, that's what it is, is that it's all love and Lawrence. And um, I think that we all want to see Lawrence grow. And I think that it's always been like that. Um, so I think that that's mostly why is we provide ourselves um, with these resources and we want to see each other build. Um, Um, for the most part, with these projects, um, I've noticed that there's kind of like this pattern of where I will, I will self-fund some stuff, and there's always that room for conversation with other artists, where um, whether it's me self-funding or we have a conversation where it's like, all right, I'll do this film for you, but you know, we'll do this in the future. I've done that kind of thing um, every so often. And then there's crowdfunding too. That's something I've done with my past two short films. I've been able to crowdfund and that's always been a blessing. People just supporting these projects. And um, yeah, it's a lot of conversation and just figuring out um, how to make these projects happen. Cause I'm the kind of person where like, like I said, I just want to keep making movies for the rest of my life. So like I'll work, like, I'll work a job and that money from that job, it's either going to go to bills or making films. Like, it, that's just how it's going to be. And, um, yeah, and, you know, being blessed to be able to crowdfund, that's just incredible. And then being sent grants, too. Um, it, it all varies. There's a lot of different avenues of being able to make projects, and that's a blessing on its own, really. And, um, I could probably just answer that to the best of my ability with those options. But, yeah. Um, I agree with what you guys said. It's definitely communication and just being like, hey, if you do this for me, I can do this for you. You know, it's a win-win kind of situation. And when you feel, not feel, but when you grow and not be afraid and just reach out, because there's people that want to help you. Like, I created a magazine, and there's so many people that I didn't think that was going to help me and be a part of the whole creation process. Um, so definitely community is so important because without it, like I said, nothing would be done. Lawrence is also a very particularly special place in my opinion. I lived in New York, I lived in Ohio, believe it or not. I lived in DR, lived in Nashville. But ain't no place. Like home, swear to God. If you want to know how tight knit we are, fun fact, this is a, a six and a half square mile city with a population of almost 100,000. In comparison, Methuen is 25 square miles with half of that population. So, you know, when we say close knit, you know, we're really close. Sometimes not um, by choice, um, but by luck and by blessings. You know what I'm saying? Any, any other, oh, we have a okay. Hi, um, my name is Jordan Hall. 
Um, I talked to Matt about this one time, but if you're interested to see perspectives. How, as artists and creators, do you all individually like get inspiration outside of your medium? So, like outside of film, you know, outside of fashion. Um, just yeah. Um, life experiences, definitely like flower child, for example, with our senior model. It was definitely through the life. Um, life experiences and my um, desires too. Yeah. I love love. I love romance. And you know, I just did say romance. Romance, just in general. I was love. So by experiencing certain things, I'm experiencing and my friends and just like the community and the stories that I hear. So definitely people. Um, I would say just um, for me, it's music. I mentioned before that for me, um, my connection with fashion doesn't necessarily have words. Um, it's the way I feel, and music is the biggest part that plays um, into that. I don't think that I could. I don't think that I would be as into fashion if not for music. Um, and I think that's obviously what it's for. Um, yeah, I wish I could say that I was inspired by uh, fine art, but for me it's music and I'll always have to have a million playlists um, and visuals um, to get uh, like a good mood board going. Um, I would say for me, I would say healing my inner child. I feel like it inspires me to do greater and sh like show her that you know I did the things that I maybe told myself in the past that I couldn't do. So my inner child inspires me a lot, and throughout my journey, I've been healing her, and it's such a rewarding thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I could add on to that, all of those, all together. And um, I like reading a lot too. Um, not just like books, but like, there'll be like this wild news article and you're just reading it for like a minute and you're just like, damn, this could make for something really cool. But um, other than that, yeah, just all that mixed together, really. I, I think I'll add to that as well, just um, looking for problems to solve. And not necessarily like um, like math problems, but more like you know inner inner childhood and like trauma. I think we all probably have some of that. Like you know, there's a problem you all got to deal with, right? Um, problems in your community. You know what I'm saying? What are the, the people out here going through? And you know what I'm saying? Drawing from that, and I think attempting to provide solutions because art art is a solution. Um, you know, in one way or another, to everything. You know what I mean? I think. We'll give it up for one more, and then we'll call it. We'll call it a wrap. Okay, this is a question for me. So we've talked about this, but I've never asked you. So you literally there was a scene where you basically manifested what you had said into real life. 
you had said eventually I want to get into teaching, you've done that, eventually I want to get into acting, you did that. So I just wanted to ask, like, how does it feel? Like knowing that you really wanted to do it, it came to life basically. Seeing like a film about being state, like, how does it feel? Well, it feels so. It's it's very rewarding seeing it seeing it now, like a year later. Um, wow, yeah. It honestly, I feel like that is should be an example to everybody that if you put it out into the world, it literally can happen. So maybe in that moment when I was saying that, I was probably doubting myself a little bit. Like, can I do that? Like, I'm just saying it, but like, can I? And then a year later, it goes by and I'm done it, and I'm done it all. So definitely so rewarding, and yeah, I hope that's an example to everybody that don't be afraid to say what you want to do and say it out loud confidently because once it's out there in the world, it's it could happen. It can happen, and it will happen if you make it happen. So well, thank you for that question. I appreciate it because it's something to look back at and pat myself in the back. Um, to kind of wrap things up, I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Uh, yeah, this, this film, this film was quite the journey of making. I mean, we were working on for a full year. I was, I was editing it for a minute, and it was really cool just seeing how. Everything unfolded, just making sure that I made sure that I made a good product to make you guys happy. And um, just hoping that everybody enjoyed it. This was the first documentary outside of um, work related stuff because I did documentary work for LJ. So, through that, I was able to do this doc, and I'm really glad it was this doc because I don't know what other story I would have told documentary style, to be honest. And um, yeah, if you guys want more info, everybody's just scan that QR code there. Everybody's Instagram's there. Um, I, it's a pretty cute page. Check it out. Um, and yeah, thank you for coming. And thank you guys for sitting down and talking. Thank you for posting. Um, he don't know what he's saying, but he, he really be supporting the brother. He probably really supporting a lot of people in this room, even if you're not always mentioning it. You know, um, I just found out on Michael's number one podcast. You know, probably here. You know, what I'm saying on Spotify, so that really uplifted me. On that note, yo, check out the podcast. It's gonna you wanna you know get a recap. It's gonna be going on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Thirty Time Capsule. Shane is plugged. I wrote a book, came out, you know, a couple months ago. So make sure y'all go on Instagram, go buy a copy, support your local businesses. We are your local businesses. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, once again, just to reiterate what Michael said, y'all are the reason why we can do anything that we do. You know what I'm saying? So thank y'all. Have a wonderful night. Go get yourself a beer. Is that sensation? <laughs>